Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Ben Standing here from BreakingBurgundy.com, part of the Scout.com network. With me today, my good boy, Chase Hughes from CSN Mid-Atlantic. I don't know why I said good boy, but <laughs> that sounded weird. I don't know. But anyway. Sure, uh, why not? Sure, why not? What doesn't sound weird, Chase, is the fact that we're going to talk about the fact Let's not say the, Wizards, the the Redskins control their own destiny because you can't control your own destiny. But the Redskins are in position, more or less, if they win their last game now uh, on Sunday against the New York Giants, a game that for New York means uh, less than a Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know if those things valuable. Uh, I think they used to be, and yeah. now no one uses them. Yeah, I can't figure that out. Anyway, if the Redskins beat the Giants, more or less, they're in the playoffs unless the, the Lions and Packers tie – we are aware that ties can happen. Yeah, what a crazy scenario there. <laughs> yeah, that, that is bizarre. But anyway, that is the scenario. We're going to talk about that quickly. Uh, at the end of this podcast, I, I did a quick interview with uh, Redskins uh, rookie practice squad guy, Kendall Thompson. He's one of the few practice squad guys who made it throughout the year, and I wanted to get his take on what it's been like to go through this ride. He shared the locker right next to Rashad Ross. We, t- we did this podcast right the day after Rashad Ross was released, so we sort of uh, wanted to get his take on just what it means to be in the league, see the real side of business, and also he shared a really interesting story about Kirk Cousins' uh, leadership. Uh, but before we get to that, Chase, uh, I will also talk about what Jay Gruden had to say on Monday. But here we are, Chase. It looked, people thought, myself included, Redskins are in trouble. They lose to Carolina, get waxed on Monday night. They got to come back Saturday, short turnaround. Yes, they should beat the Bears, but crazier things have happened. On the road, cold weather, a team that... A lot of people are saying was better than their record, even though they've only won three games. So um, given how the Redskins have played, lost three of four, that wasn't a guarantee. Right. And so the Redskins needed to win that game. They also needed, among other things, for the Detroit Lions to lose on Monday night against Dallas. Check. That happened. Uh, they needed Tampa Bay to lose to New Orleans in some way. Check. Mm-hmm. And you know now it comes down to, like we said, if Green Bay and Detroit will play on Sunday night. The Redskins game was moved to 425. The Redskins won't 100% know if they're in with a win. They'll have to wait for that game to not end in a tie. But you would like to think, I'm sure some math math person will tell, tell us the odds. Never tell me the odds. Whatever. What movie was that from? I don't know. I'm a movie guy, but I'm not sure. <sighs> Somebody will tell me. I'm blanking on that. You can tell me. At, Bend it be- like Beckham. No. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Damn it. I'll think about that. Uh, you can, if, you, if you're listening and you got that, tell me at Ben Standing. You can tell Chase at Chase Hughes CSN. Yes. It's hard to keep track of all these <laughs> uh, Twitter handles. Um, real, be honest. Maybe we even talked about this last week, but were you thinking, oh boy, that's it for the Redskins? They've got a lot of things that need to happen. Oh, and by the way, one other thing, they didn't need this to happen per se, but because the Giants, even though they lost, clinched the playoff spot. This game means squat 
for New York. And since they're going to be playing the following week, there seems a reasonable chance, I would assume, that they can't rest everybody. Jay Gruden made this point today. You can only rest seven guys. But I don't see why Eli Manning is playing at all, or at least not playing much. You could maybe make the same case with Odell Beckham and maybe a couple of the other key guys on defense. So how realistic, how surprised are you that the Redskins are in this sort of win and in scenario? I'm surprised because uh, once they lost to Carolina, you know, the fact that they've lost three or four, that just seemed like a real nosedive. Like they were playing their worst football of the entire season at the wrong time when you want to be playing your best football. And coming out of that, they lost their spot, the sixth spot in the playoff picture. And you're looking at Tampa, which was a team that looked like, you know, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. All of a sudden they'd figured it out on defense. I knew that that game against the Saints was going to be really tough for the Bucs because uh, the Saints are obviously a, a tough team uh, to play in New Orleans. Uh, it's a pretty tough environment there, even even in some of their leaner years. Uh, and of course, they have Drew Brees. That's that's a team that you're going to have to score a lot of points to beat. You're not you're that's that seemed like a good opportunity for your defense to take a step back. They got some help there, and I'm not surprised, of course, that they beat the. Uh, the Bears in Chicago, because the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFL, uh, but to then get the, the help from the Cowboys to beat the Lions, which I guess you could foresee once Matthew Stafford injured his, his hand, that that was going to be possible. And then you look at this last week, and how thankful should Redskins be that Redskins fans be that the NFL changed just a few years ago so that it's all divisional matchups in the last week of the season, because if that weren't the case, then you wouldn't have the Packers and Lions going up against each other and the potential for the Redskins to make the playoffs just because one of those teams is going to lose. And of course, unless there's a tie, um, now you have basically a win in your end situation, which is just so much fun. I mean, look at last year when the Redskins played the Eagles on Saturday night in primetime, you knew if they won, they were going to win the division. It's not quite that, like you said, even if they win, you're going to have to wait till the result of that game. But it feels like a situation where you go into the next weekend, and if you win, you're going to the playoffs. Can you imagine if it gets to that point where there's incentive for both the Detroit? If it goes to overtime. Right. That that would be insane. I don't even know what would happen. I mean, people would be freaking out over everything. You know, all of a sudden, there's a lot of fullback dives. Right. And, and the punter is on the field more than Aaron Rodgers. I guess the one good thing is that there is Aaron Rodgers. It's not like, uh, you know, two offensively challenged teams. Someone's going to score a touchdown, you would think. I mean, and Detroit has incentive to win beyond the fact that if they lose, they're out. But if they win, they win the division. And that's a better deal, obviously, to host a game versus if you were to tie. Again, that's a highly unlikely. But right. then they would be the sixth seed and – um. And, and start off on the road. I, I've seen so many people talk about the fact that you had to root for Dallas this week. I, I think people are overlooking something here. It isn't just you rooted for Dallas this week. At least the logical smart people did. The people who can't get over that. Or, or, I don't know what to tell you. This has been three weeks in a row, I believe. Right? Three weeks in a row. You basically, if you knew what you were thinking, you knew what you were, you, you knew, understood the logic. Giants, Buccaneers, Lions. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want you know maybe you could have argued the Giants game didn't matter as much and sort of as it, as it's played out it hasn't but you in the moment I think we're thinking that's what you wanted to happen so three weeks in a row that the schedule worked out that Dallas was going up against a team that was in direct competition with the Redskins for a wild card spot I, I think has been pretty crazy. Well, Pierre Garcon, uh, you know I'm sure you saw this earlier. I, I think he said it best. Number one, you could just kind of think of it as you're rooting for Alfred Morris. He said he was going to wear an Alfred Morris jersey. But also, you're rooting for the Cowboys against the Lions. You're rooting for the Redskins to go to the playoffs and get an opportunity to play Dallas again. I think if you think of, those, think of it in those terms, that maybe makes it a little bit easier. 
You know, I told you before that Buccaneers game, just don't watch. Hope that the Cowboys win, but just don't watch the game because you don't want to actively root for a team. Uh, but I, I, I think I, I – I kind of gave in a little bit, you know. Today I, I was a Cowboys fan, uh, so I was uh, I was wearing my Lakers jersey and my Yankees hat and my uh, my Duke Blue Devils uh, basketball shorts. Oh my lord, <laughs> that is that is way too much going on. Um, by the way, I should also mention which which is a lot more than John Wall was wearing tonight when he was celebrating the Cowboys. Oh, touchdowns. that that was a funny story. <laughs> I, I was talking to Wall by myself on the side after the game, and I asked him after I asked him what I asked him about the, the Wizards win. I said, you know, on the right, on the side, what's up with your team? At that point, Dallas was losing. He's like, eh, you know, whatever. Moments later, Dallas uh, scores the Des Bryant pass. Oh, it was an unbelievable touchdown. catch, one-handed catch. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, Bryant, the one-handed catch. And John Wall, who, who talked to all of us, we're just wearing a towel, which is a, a rare move for him. Normally, he gets all dolled up. He comes running towards the towards the big TV they have in the, in the room, starts screaming at the TV, who dat, whatever he was saying. It, it was pretty Growing funny. Throwing up the Des Bryant X. And it's, again, I don't understand why people think this is a negative thing. Again, he's a grown man with his own favorite team, and he wanted you. We're rooting for the same team tonight, anyway, right? Enough, right. enough, enough of of that uh, nonsense. Now, uh, I, I because I was at the Wizards game, I don't have the whole scenario laid out, but I believe the Wizards. Or I keep saying the Wizards because I just did a Wizards podcast, which you can find at Locked On Wizards. <laughs> and all, I just brought up the Wizards. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I blame you for that. Um, you can find that on iTunes. Same with Locked On Redskins. You can find those on iTunes or Audio Boom or anywhere you do your uh, podcasting. Um, the basic scenario will lays out there: where if the if the Redskins get in as the six seed, they likely will play Atlanta or Seattle. I think it seems like it's maybe more likely Seattle. I think if Atlanta wins, they get the three. So unbelievable that we'll be back to this again, another game against Seattle. I hope they take they, they, they take out extra insurance on Kirk Cousins. Right, uh, but. <laughs> You know, just as important as if they were to win. I mean, they're looking at the sixth seed. If they're to win, they're playing the Cowboys in the playoffs. Right, right, right. Oh yeah, if, if they if they advance past who whomever they play in that first game. Yeah, yeah. So that's built in. That that scenario is kind of built in there. But I, I think obviously, I'm sure I'm not alone in hoping that they would face the Falcons. I mean, not because I want to get back at Kyle Shanahan or anything, but I'm just tired of playing the Seahawks, especially in Seattle. Not a whole lot of good memories from those matchups in the playoffs. I mean, Seattle's been wildly inconsistent this year, but typically at home, that's a real, that's, you know, maybe the toughest place in the league to play. The one good thing I would say possibly about that matchup is Seattle's running backs have been so beat up this year. Like, they, they, they keep shuffling through guys. Earl I'll, Thomas is hurt. Earl Thomas is out. So I don't even know who they would have uh, at running back, and obviously that's, that's a, a problem for, for, the, uh, for the Redskins. Can you imagine the trash talking between Richard Sherman and Josh Norman throughout that week? <laughs> Those guys would have podium. They'd have to be at the podium every day. That would be uh, that. Would <laughs> Maybe be, not every day. That, that would be a good time. Um, while we're here, let's let's just go through quickly what Jay Gruden had to say today on the injury front and a couple other things. Basically, a lot of guys day to day, including Jordan Reed, Stuart Cravens, uh, Dante Whitner, Spencer Long, also Robert Kelly, who had an MRI, it sounded like it came back clean, but Jay Gruden won't know for sure until we get later in the week. The one sort of newsy thing he said on some level was had to do with Cravens. Um, I hate doing the whole, as I reported last week, but as I reported last week that according to a source, Cravens was going to be the Redskins safety in 2017. Two hours later, he tweeted that as well. Um, but Gruden said that if Dante Whitner can't go, which at this point is uncertain, 
that they would consider, and 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 Cravens can go. He again, he missed last week's game uh, with the injury. That uh, he, he has missed the last two games. That Cravens would be moved to safety now. Wow, that would be very interesting. I mean, uh, with obviously so much on the line in Week 17. But then, if Whitner's healthy and Cravens looks good, is he the safety in the playoffs if you get there? I, I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, I mean, Cravens has been playing a lot of the nickel linebacker, so some of those duties would be similar to safety. My, my basic thing is just simply, I, I haven't talked to D'Angelo Hall and Will Blackman about this when they made the switch from corner to safety, is that just you're looking at the game from a different angle. And maybe it's not that dramatic, but it's different, and we're talking about a rookie who has not experienced all this, plus he hasn't played the last couple of weeks, and He's got this elbow injury. So something to keep an eye on um, as we get into the week. The other thing I think is interesting is, again, it sounds like Robert Kelly is okay. We'll know more as the week goes on. Matt Jones has obviously been inactive forever and a day at this point. But that's, as I've said repeatedly, it's because, as far as I can tell, based on special teams, that he doesn't play that. Mac Brown does. So if Robert Kelly were to miss time or be limited, would Matt Jones not only be up, would he therefore go back into the starting role? Or, again, it was in relative garbage time against a bad team, but Mac Brown had that 61-yard run last week. It was his first, He had his first touches of the year. I, I think Gruden has liked him. But, again, when you talk it's – it's, it's an interesting trust scenario. Could you trust a guy who essentially has had no work on offense all season, or could you trust a guy who essentially got benched or lost his starting job because he couldn't hang on to the ball. I mean, Matt Jones' numbers have been good, per yard per carry and all that, but the fumbles have been the problem. So that would be, I think, a really interesting question. It was one that nobody asked him at the press conference today, and I'm hopefully we'll do so Wednesday if nobody else does. Well, Matt Jones uh, obviously is an intriguing guy because he's had some terrific games. Uh, was it last year against the Saints? He had an excellent game. Um, he, he's a really good player, and you would love to – kind of see what he's got now that he's been benched because of the fumbling. But I think you'd like to do it in a lower leverage situation, not a, a, a do-or-die game where you basically have to win to go to the playoffs and beyond if you're going incl- to include him in the playoffs if you get there. That would be really interesting. Uh, a, a guy who uh, basically has shown that he, he can he can do a lot of things, but he can't take care of the ball. I, mean, I remember there was one point where him and Rob Kelly basically had the exact same amount of touchdowns and yards, and yards per carry, but Matt Jones had three or four fumbles, and Rob Kelly hadn't fumbled yet, and that was just the biggest difference right there. So so to put him back in in such a big situation would really be interesting to watch. Yeah, and of course, again, this is similar to the Cravens and safety. It's a what-if scenario, but what-ifs are fun, so why not talk about it? Uh, we'll get hopefully get more of a definitive answer one way or the other this week. And lastly, before I let you go here and before we get to my interview with Kendall Thompson, um, the let's just make this very clear. The Redskins are not a lock to win Sunday. Even if Eli Manning doesn't play one snap, even if Odell Beckham doesn't play, the, again, as Jay Gruden pointed out today, the Giants can only rest seven players. They have other guys. Josh Johnson is their backup. He's had limited NFL experience, but he's been around for a minute. There's reason to think that they can get the job done, and I'm sure they would love nothing more than to knock the Redskins out of the playoffs. And, you know, by the way, whether it's Rashad Jennings or Paul Perkins, Redskins haven't shown they can stop the run. So even if they just say, all right, Eli's not here, we're going to run the ball, are we convinced the Redskins can get that done? Who's to say? It's a good question. And, of course, it's a division opponent. And it seems in the NFC East, no matter who's up, who's down, you usually see a split between teams. You know, it's not often really – 
that you you would see what you've seen this year with the Cowboys and Redskins, where one team would sweep the other. It just doesn't happen very often. But and, and I say that because the Redskins beat them earlier this season, the Giants. But you have a game at home. There's a lot more at stake for you than for them. And right now, I think the line is a seven-point favorite for the Redskins. So it seems like everything is kind of – and, of course, the, the, the Giants might sit a few of their players. So everything seems to be pointing in the right direction. And, I, and you know, the Redskins do have a, a pretty good history, of course, of these win-and-go-to-the-playoffs type games. Uh, I worked for them last year. Worked for them 07, 05. Basically, every time they go to the playoffs, 2012, if they need a big win in Week 17, they usually get it. Uh, you hope that run doesn't, that luck doesn't run out now, uh, especially with the odds seemingly stacked in their favor. All right. On that note, I'm going to uh, stack the odds in your favor, Chase, and say you should get out of here and go finish up whatever <laughs> you got to do. I don't even know if that made sense. I'm tired. It's late. Uh, thank you guys for listening to. Uh, to Locked on Redskins. And of course, again, if you want to find any of our other podcasts, check us out on iTunes. If you're into the NBA, we're also doing a Wizards podcast, Locked on Wizards. Uh, Todd Dibus and I from the Times recorded one earlier tonight about Otto Porter going nuts on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, until next time. Oh, actually, no, hold on. We got more here. Kendall Thompson coming up. Uh, interesting guy, to say the least. The quarterback turned receiver who's been one of the few guys on the practice squad to stick around all season. And he had an interesting uh, story about Kirk Cousins uh, helping him out, even though he is a guy deep, 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 deep on the roster. All right, we're here on the Locked on Red- Redskins podcast with uh, Redskins rookie receiver Kendall Thompson. Uh, Kendall, you guys are getting ready for Chicago. It's also a few days before Christmas, just to sort of bring real life into it. Any uh, Beyond a win, anything you're kind of wishing for for Christmas? I don't know if it's the upgrade Xbox, new suit, or, or, or anything good that you're looking for? No, no, nothing, nothing really uh, special. I guess I'm looking for um, my daughter's coming out here um, on the day after the game, actually. So that'll be that's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's been getting me through the week. So um, other than that, man, nothing, nothing really too special going on in my house. Did she ask anything from uh, Santa in particular? Yeah, yeah, she got it. Yeah, yeah, she got. She asked for some certain stuff, and I got, I got it. Uh, Santa will be bringing that by. <laughs> so um, it's always good, man. Just, for me, Christmas has always been about family, so I'm not really much into the gifts and, and things like that. Um, my parents did a, a good job of, of always having a presence under our, our tree, obviously, but, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's a lot more than that, and uh, that's kind of what I enjoy most about it. I, I couldn't agree more. It's just the obligatory almost question to ask, but I'm with you. The, the presence thing has gotten out of control over the years, and it is what it right, is. Right, it is what it is, yeah, and like you said, I mean, that's just part of it. It's kind of part of the ordeal, and so, you know, but, like, for me, like, that's, the, that's the main thing, and... Uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, so, bad segue, but you guys were somewhat given a gift with Tampa Bay losing the other day, only for you guys to then fall uh, the other day. What's been, I know it's your first year in the league, what's the mood been like this week? And as you kind of sense has been any different, because as the year obviously goes on, we're at, we're at crunch time here, and it is, you know, every game matters to some degree even more, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just, like you said, it's crunch time, and, you know, obviously, you know, the game last week was unfortunate, but, you know, like we said, we're still in the, in the, right in the thick of it. And so, you know, I think, you know, my role, um, you know, a lot of those older guys are kind of, you know, they put time in and it kind of gets tough, um, especially when you're eight, nine years in for, for some guys. Um, and so I just think the main thing for me that I try to bring every day, you know, obviously not being on the active roster is just kind of a an even keel mindset, just kind of have a little energy and a little bounce every day just to kind of, you know, when guys are, when those, those older guys and those guys that are playing are kind of having a rough day, just to kind of show them, like, 
you know, here's a guy that, that's not playing every Sunday and, and, and is still, you know, bringing that same energy and, and things like that. And so I feel like, you know, that's, that's a way that I can contribute as far as just the overall demeanor of the team, you know, on the practice field. You know, there's only 60 guys in the locker room, and so... You know, you get a couple guys like that to kind of to, to, to bring guys along because, you know, it's ine- in- in- inevitable when you're playing this game. There's going to be some days you come in and you just, you know, you kind of feel, you know, not being here like you, you felt like being here the day before. And so not that you don't want to be here, but you're just not going to have that, that same juice. And so I feel like it's up to guys like me and, and some of us younger guys to kind of, since we're a little more fresh, just to bring that that kind of even kill mindset and just kind of feed some of the older guys when they need it. Well, if I go into work and have an off day, I can zone out in front of my computer and f- hopefully nobody is noticing. But you come out, you zone out, a ball whizzes by your head and you don't catch it or you miss a block or whatever, it's going to be noticeable. So you have to the, the focus for you on a day at work. And even if those days you're not feeling it is different than uh, for, for the, the regular. Right, work. right. And then, like I said, it's those days where you, you know, you kind of, you know, you have trouble waking up in the morning. Those are the days that you kind of got to dig a little deeper and, and, and just kind of fight through it and so, especially, especially this time of year when it's getting cold it's right right it's not, all yeah there's a bunch of different factors that go into it trust me and so you know and, and for a guy like me who's who's not playing every Sunday you know I got to kind of find you know my own personal motives um you know obviously I'm a team guy but you know I try to find different stuff to work every day and things like that just to keep me you know focused and and you know ready when this team needs me to step up and and contribute uh, you're listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Ben standing here with uh, Redskins rookie Kendall Thompson. You mentioned that you're not on the active roster, and obviously you've been on the practice squad all year. A lot of guys have so, – some guys have gone up to the roster. A lot of guys have been moved out for new guys to come in. What's it been like for you this year to kind of see both sides of that and knowing that, hey, you're still here and they're still liking what they're seeing? I'm going to knock on wood as I ask you that, <laughs> as I ask you that question. Uh, you know, like like you said, the main thing for me is just I'm still here, and you know I've, I've been blessed to, to have an opportunity with this organization. And so, um, for me, knowing that you know, early, obviously I'm still early in my transition. Um, you know, I feel like I've I'm, I'm fine tuned enough now to go out there and, and play at a high level. But you know, in, in football years, I'm just I'm, I'm still learning how to play the position. It's just you know, it's just the nature of it. And so I feel like. The fact that they have me around is kind of what I need to use for my motivation as far as, you know, obviously they like what they're seeing. They see improvement, and I just need to keep building on that improvement. And, you know, hopefully I can look up and be, you know, the type of player I hope to be down the road. You know, obviously when you're playing, you'll probably never look up and say, oh, I'm, I'm where I want to be. But, you know, to be active and, and to be contributing, just to do those type of things is, is what I look forward to. And so, um, you know, just every day I try to just strive for that and, you know, find one thing a day that, that I can kind of better myself at. And then that's kind of been been the, I guess, the mindset that I've been taking. Kirk set me down, you know, at the beginning of the year and just kind of, you know, helped me realize that, you know, even though because practice squad guys, you're only practicing, what, three days out of the week, four days out of the week. And so what are you doing those other three days when the, the other guys are out on the road to, to make yourself better? And so I feel like that's kind of what, you know, just enjoying that process and, and being able to, to, I guess, master that process is what I'm trying to do. It's interesting that you said that Kirk did that because he started quarterback. He's got a lot going on. I wouldn't always think that the starting quarterback would, uh, no offense, but come, you know, to, right, right. come down well, to the practice squad guys, especially at a, a non-position, even though close but not the same position. Well, I think it's just, you know, him being this team's leader um he kind of he does a good job of you know whether it's me or or pierre or whoever he does a good job of speaking to us you know like a leader and you know no matter who it is he speaks to you like you're the same guy trying to to better you as as a player and so um 
you know, like you said, it's, yeah, for him to, 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 to treat everybody that way is, is definitely um, speaks, high, speaks volumes of, of him as a person off the field. And I mentioned the, a lot of comings and goings with the practice squad guys and the roster as a whole. Was there any extra dose of reality today because the guys in the, in the locker next to you, Rashad Ross, uh, they announced today was released. Did that sort of even hit home even more since so it's literally I'm looking right yeah, at that? Yeah, yeah, it's a tough deal. And anytime, you know, like you said, it's just it's tough when stuff like that happens, but it's the nature of the business. Um, you know, I think we all, all the 60 guys in here, we know that and we understand that. And so that's why, you know, the stuff we touched on earlier it has been so pivotal and, and it's so... Um, I guess I try to attack it with a certain intensity, just knowing that, you know, your livelihood is on it every day. And so every time you step in between those lines, you got to kind of, you know, you got to go out there and put good stuff on tape. As we say in the wider room, you got to put good stuff on tape, you know, or, or they'll find somebody that will. And so that's just the nature of the business. Um, you know, that's just the world we live in. And so um, it's part of it, you know, but we'll obviously keep in touch with Ross and, and you know, with me being here all year, I've grown, I've grown, grown close to this uh, group of guys. You know, obviously being in the league, you know, some some groups probably aren't like that with so many moving pieces, but I feel like we have a tight-knit group, and, um, you know, we'll continue to stay in touch with, with everybody no matter what happens. So, And just lastly, uh, one way or the other, the season's going to end at some point. Do you have any plans already as to what you plan on doing? Is it a stay around here in Ashburn to work on a game? Do you go back home or somewhere to train? What, what? Uh, I think January I'm going to go back and spend a little time with my family and my daughter. Uh, I've been away for a little bit. Um, obviously, I'll still be working out and stuff there. And then in, in February, I'm actually going to go down to Houston. Uh, Trent owns a gym down there. Um, and so me and another buddy that I went to Oklahoma with, that me and uh, well, that Trent has a previous relationship with as well, we're going to go down there and, and, and train at his gym. So kind of looking forward to it. Um, Trent said they, they, they do some pretty hefty work, and I believe it. So uh, that, that's my plan, though. I'm going to be down in Houston. So. Well, I really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season, into the off season, and uh, ho- hope everything works out on Christmas. All right, yep, appreciate it. Have a good appreciate one. It. Thanks, Kevin. You are locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.